uh, someone says, oh, it's a trap. And then Star-Lord's like, oh, crap. And then Drax is like, no, she said it was a trap. <laughs> and it was just like really stupid. And it made me laugh. And I went, oh, God, like this. Welcome to the Well Played DLC spoiler cast. This time around, it's a delicious cosmic flavored episode where we talk about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I am not Zach Jackson. I'm Adam Ryan, joined by a beautiful band of misfits that are here to talk about games and maybe make a buck along the way, starting with the grand datafier, Ash Whaling. Yes, lo and behold me. It's good to be here. Hi, Adam. How you doing? <laughs> good, mate. Uh, we've also got the stormy sensation, Bianca Rose. Hello, how we doing? And the lawmaker, the jawbreaker, Joshua Risk. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. Good and happy to be here. little surprise uh, cameo by me for a surprising game. So let's get into it. That's the way. And we always appreciate it. We don't <laughs> see you very often. So you're kind of like Christmas, Easter... And all of the other fun yeah. things wrapped into usually, one. We, usually it's a, a treat like that. Season. We, we'd be waiting for an after credits scene for a big reveal of uh, Big Little Risky. But no, here you are, part of the main cast. Love it. Here he is. Uh, before we get stuck into it, let's set the scene. How Have we got some big Marvel fans? What's uh, How do we all feel about, about Marvel? How, how, are we, how are we doing with it? Ash, do you want to kick us off? What's your, what's your level of expertise, my man? I have a mint edition chase cover issue 200 Howard, Howard the Duck. Last valued at about $780. I, I want to be surprised by that, but somehow I'm not. <laughs> and I'm so finicky about it, I don't even display it because the dreaded sun might get to it. But um, yeah, I like, I like Marvel <laughs> and I like the really weird characters in the Marvel Universe. So Guardians of the Galaxy was right up my Milky Way. Ah, absolutely. It would have been for sure. That that ticks all, a whole bunch of boxes. Little Risky, what about you, my man? How do you go with it? Yeah, so I'm not too much into comic books, but I'm a big MCU fan. So ever since Iron Man in 2008, fell in love with it. And then pretty much ever since then, it's been a rolling stone that just keeps getting faster and faster. And every time I doubt uh, the almighty Kevin Feige, he um, blows my expectations away. And uh, one of the biggest ones was Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, uh, back in 2014, I think it was, and kind of set the formula. So it's interesting to finally see such a, a small, uh, not a small IP, but a very unusual IP to uh, promote globally, uh, especially in, in video games as well. So uh, yeah. Big MCU fan, don't read as much comic books, but uh, yeah, so don't hold it against me too much. Oh, look, we'll only judge you. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> and Bianca, with your Spider-Man paraphernalia behind you, uh, tell us, are you a fan of Marvel? We can't quite tell. Oh, maybe a little bit. Um, I, I, I'm a bit of the same. I was introduced to the movies first, so I haven't hadn't had read any, any of the comics, and I remember when... 
Guardians was first announced into the MCU. And I think they showed it was the opening to the movie before Thought the Dark World, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and when I saw that, I, um, <laughs> I went with my mom because she's a big Marvel fan too. She got me into them. And um, we watched that opening and we went, oh, my God, this is going to be something incredibly different, incredibly but you just you just knew you had a good feeling about it. And it's obviously the first kind of like humorous, like you know, kind of installment into the MCU as well. And you know that introduction you have to the movie with the music and obviously the dancing that happens at the beginning of that first movie. It just really grabs you. And I think as soon as they announced the game, and um, you know, all four of us, you know, were aware of this collection and gang of characters they put together. Um, I'm sure you guys were the same as me, really eager to see how they were going to do them all justice and um, be able to kind of convert that into like a video game setting, especially with the success of something like Spider-Man and the um, not so successful Avengers. You know, I think it's uh, been an interesting one because has everyone here played like, I assume we've played like Spider-Man and the Avengers as well? or Yeah, dabbled in both. I, I skipped the Avengers. I, uh, I that's had a, a bad feeling shame. about it. And I feel somewhat vindicated. Why? Because you were completely I still correct. Kept mine. I just, I don't know. I had a bad feeling about it, and then I thought, mm, even if it doesn't have a good launch, maybe it'll be one of those games I'll pick it up for like you know a couple of bucks in a super game of the year style kind of sale, and then maybe all the problems will be fixed. But mm, I don't know. And you're still waiting on that too, which is Mate, which is fun. Time is a precious commodity of which I have plenty. Yeah, it's it's it was unfortunate, but no, Bianca, I think you're you, you're dead right about that. It was one of those things that I think everyone at the time they were really wondering, you know, how are they going to bring Guardians to the big screen and make that like a big movie event? Like they're such strange characters, and now we can't think of the MCU, MCU without them. Um, but then again, with the the game release, I think a lot of people were wondering, well how without making it something like the Avengers where you get to play as all of the guardians, how can you make a compelling game? But here we are about to talk about it. The biggest piece of feedback that sort of came out of the initial reveal is just, everyone was just like, Oh, that's cool. Can't wait to play as Drax and sort of, it was a bit cagey at first, but then I think it was the game director came out and just flat out said, star Lord is the only playable character in this game. And everyone's like, Oh, but he's the boring one. (laughs) And, Yes, I'll, I'll agree. I was I was initially one of those people that's just like, oh, but I just I just want to be Gamora because she's kind of cool. But mm-hmm. I mean, arguably, I think I mean if they didn't call the game Guardians of the Galaxy, I think they could have called the game Star Lord Learns to Be a Leader. And it would have worked. And I think I still would have had just as much fun yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for context, I wrote the review for Well Played. Uh, I gave it a big tasty eight. I uh, said that I love the writing characters, the absolute kick-ass soundtrack. Thought there were some some maybe dated parts of the game, which we'll get into. Uh, but overall, had a, an absolute blast with it. But uh, to kick us off, let's take uh, a couple of minutes to, to kind of give our overall thoughts on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So, Ash, you're eager and you have the, the, the hardcover. I did, I... Graphic novel there waiting. I actually, actually realised I've actually got one of the main Guardians comics that like the designs in the game are actually from. So I was like, oh, that's right. I need to reread that because I can. So I was very keen on Guardians just because it was one of those games that its initial marketing round did an exceptional job of really nailing what to expect. It had 
a lot of really great bombast, some really good humor straight off the gate, and a soundtrack. And I was like, okay. Like, there's games that get revealed, and you still don't really know what to expect. Like, they sort of get, like, I don't know, cinematic trailers, or, like, live-action doofy things, or they do, like, a sizzle thing. But Guardians of the Galaxy basically came out of nowhere and says, this is what to expect, and you know what? It was it was what I got. I What I wanted was a game that had a lot of really fun sort of set pieces within it, and that's what I got. And I very deliberately avoided all of the kind of review content that I could say. I even had to hold off on reading your beautiful piece, Adam, because I just... I think I don't think our tastes are too dissimilar, but I just want to make sure that I didn't just align myself with what you thought and then go, oh, well, I don't have to play the game now. And uh, yeah, so I played it. And upon going back and actually catching up on the review cycle from it, I agree. The criticisms leveraged towards the game aren't critical ones. They aren't things that say the game fails because of this. Everyone praises the writing. They all praise the characters. They all praise the narrative. And it's all true. It's all fantastic. And then they just sort of go... And the gameplay can be a bit boring from time to time. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. But it's just weird when you sort of find yourself in a position where you're playing the game and <laughs> the, the the combat is just sort of the thing that you slog through to get back to the narrative. <laughs> and it doesn't really bother you that much yeah. because it's still, it's like, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. Interesting is not the right word. It's not boring combat, but it's not tedious either. It's just sort of yeah, It toes, toes that line, yeah, doesn't the, it? Like, yeah. you sort of unlock all your abilities and start doing things, and you sort of find your, your one-two punch combos, and you go, okay, that that's sort of your, your Swiss Army knife that gets through every situation in two, and then it's fine. You just sort of go from there. Good take, mm. mate. Good take. Rizzi, what do you got for us? What are your, what are your brief thoughts? Yeah, so... Um it's kind of weird because I felt like it's good to, to kind of feel validated in a way because when they first revealed it, there was a lot of skepticism towards it. And I think a lot of that came from firstly Avengers uh, and its poor reception, which I found weird because a lot of the things that people hated about Avengers was specifically not in the pre-release material for this in that it's story driven, it's single player, there's no loot boxes that don't make sense contextually within the universe of the characters where you have to unlock a new fist for Hulk or whatever <laughs> the hell it is. Um, but, yeah, I'm, it just feels very validating. I'm very happy uh, with the product and with the what the developer, IDS Montreal, did because they haven't had the biggest, best streak in the last few releases. You know, they, they had... Uh, Thief reboot, which was panned. They did uh, DSX Mankind Divided, which wasn't as good as the one before it. And then they kind of got shafted onto Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which got lukewarm reviews. And then now you've got Guardians and the Galaxy, and everyone's very positive about it. And I agree, there are some things that are really been there, done that, like the, the, the gameplay and the combat. But I think they do enough to kind of keep it keep it going for the story just m maintain that momentum so it's not just a walking simulator you you're doing a little bit of shooting here you're telling Groot what to do over there uh, making bridges having laughs along the way and then uh, queue up the next cutscene. and i think it's a really nice pace and you know there's a lot of really cool easter eggs and surprises in there i'm sure we'll talk about later which are really cool if you're into the comics and the movies uh, but over, I wouldn't say because of the gameplay and it's not 
fundamentally world-changing. I, I wouldn't put it in my Game of the Year shortlist, but it's very, very close and more than it had ever any right of being when it was first revealed and everyone was sceptical about it. So, yeah, very pleasantly surprised by this one. Yeah, 100%. I don't think it's going to be hitting any of those, not any of the the big conversations about Game of the Year, but I definitely think it'll be a highlight for I a lot of people. I think there'll be nominations. Looking back on it, for like be, Things that it yeah, did really I well, th- I think there'll be nominations. I just don't think it's going to get a comprehensive yeah. Game of the Year nomination anywhere, but like yeah. story yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. What about you, Bianca? How are your, how are your general thoughts? Um, well, I just fresh off finishing the game, uh, from a few days ago. Um, and like right off the bat, like I'm really impressed. I deliberately just for the sake of me not getting hurt again, um, (laughs) from the Avengers didn't look at any gameplay, any first looks, any clips, nothing. So I went in incredibly blind and I knew that like there was that part of me that's like, Oh, just, just look at it, just see like, you know, and I, I, I thought, no, 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 I'm going to make up my own mind about it and decide whether I like it or not. Um, I'm, I usually, I feel like I should add, like, I usually stream, like, any big new games that come out that I'm really fond of. Yeah. Um, and this is the first one that I decided to play off stream, not just because I can enjoy it in my own time, but also so I don't get, like, DMCA'd by the awesome music <laughs> oh. that was in the game. Um, I don't think I could have enjoyed it and had, like, generic like kind of music it just like that just added another element um for me personally um but yeah i loved it i think like um like a couple of you who love the movies as well even though you say you could try and uh, not try to compare too much to who you've seen on screen and things like that i always hoped that the game would just be a fresh take on the guardians and not copy and paste, you know, um, Zoe Saldana, um, you know, Dave Bautista kind of style. It still felt like its own thing. And I think what I, I personally enjoy about the game is just how separate it feels from the NC- MCU, but it still feels strong enough in its own way to, like, establish itself as, like, a really great gaming version of the Guardians team. Um, so that part of it I really, really loved, just the amount of work that went into it. And I know... I'm not going to pick up as much as Adam or um, or anyone here who likes the comics has in terms of Easter eggs, but I'm just excited to hear what you guys probably picked up that I didn't. Um, and uh, also all the different endings and choices that we made too, because I've been itching to know how things panned out for you and just how much they differed um, from each other, I guess, in the decisions that we made as well. Yeah, because I, I found out something about you that I wasn't aware of is that you're an intergalactic scumbag and don't pay your fines, which is unfortunate. It's not, but, that, I, you know, it's I not think... that I didn't pay it. I didn't have enough credits. That's and even worse. Like, pay it, and that I was means like, you wasted so your you money. No. Yeah. No, I was like, oops, oh, well. And then I found out after I finished the game, it, you had to, you could get a trophy. And I was like, oh, that was Does the that worst feeling. Does that mean you feeling. fell for every scam on Nowhere? Yep. Yep. Okay. Almost. It sounds that way. Well, yeah. Almost. Enough. It's like I did. <laughs> I did. It's like now that you mentioned that, I've just credits. <laughs> I've, I've just put two and two together, and I was like, "How did I? How could I not have paid?" Uh, and then now that you said that, I'm like, "Oh yeah. shit!" 
I did play every single game and get scammed out of everything up to, I did. In fairness, I you walk up to what is this very weird thing full of lights and then Star-Lord explains, oh, it's like a poker machine back on Earth. And you're like, what? I have to see how this works. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a floating brain with 12 lights floating around it. What? How is this uh, like dude, poker? Floating, floating brain uh, guy. But in great. fairness, uh, he's excellent. Bianca, I think you just played it the most like the Star-Lord that we know and love is... I was just to trying to be authentic, you know, and then just... accidentally fall off the wagon. So I mean, that's oh no, but uh, no better segue. I think let's let's jump into what we thought of the the characters and the story because I think that's kind of the the meat and potato of the oh, games. Such meaty uh, potatoes. Obviously, the oh the meatiest of potatoes. Uh, it's it's called Guardians of the Galaxy for a reason. That we're we're playing as and around the guardians and what did we think of the the core team did we like them did we love them did we were we indifferent i i oh. personally thought they were fantastic like oh. like bianca said they you obviously have been introduced to them a lot of us through the mcu for for the most part whether we read comics before that or not the the biggest influence we probably have going in would be the mcu but i genuinely i think i prefer this iteration to what we've seen in the MCU. I think these are the most likable and the most relatable guardians that we've seen yet. I, I don't know what you guys think, but that's, well, that's the take that I, I came I, away from. I can actually throw oh, yeah. a little bit of hard mm. truth at you there, Adam. So oh. um, just to flex my comic book muscles for a second there, but there's a... Oh, here we go. Sit back. Uh, if you're uh, yes. Stay a while <laughs> and listen. There's a really interesting relationship between the MCU and Marvel Comics in the sense that they have reached a point where they are now influencing each other. It's fairly straightforward to explain. Obviously, a uh, film comes out, people resonate with the film, Marvel Comics go, people like the film, we should change the comics to be more like the film because then we get more people reading the comics. It's symbiotic, it makes sense. And um, for, I guess, weirder characters or rather more out there ones, like Iron Man's always sort of a billionaire playboy, you know, with a set of robotic armor. That's pretty straightforward. But for Guardians of the Galaxy, it's always been a very strange property. There's always lots of really weird stuff going on. It's it's part of, you know, Marvel's cosmic verse, which means that basically it's space, baby. Don't got to explain nothing. Like, you can do whatever you want. When the movie came out, it sort of reestablished a lot of sort of the weirder characters and made them a bit more straightforward. And it meant that the comics went through, went through not a reboot, but a sort of a soft sort of, I guess, a gentle massaging to make them a little bit more MCU-ish. But... It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, you didn't just suddenly turn the page and suddenly Star-Lord looks like Chris Pratt. There was just little things done. And basically the, the Guardians that we see in the game, so Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie comes out, the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book sort of has its slight change, like, you know, Star-Lord's helmet looks a little bit MCU-ish and, you know, Gamora no longer wears a green bikini, you know, stuff like that. After that, it sort of went in its own direction again, and it sort of ended up in an area that sort of closely resembles the game. Um, so, like, the, the really awesome armor that Gamora wears, you know, the fantastic black and white sort of number that she wore. Um, obviously, she doesn't wear that in the MCU, but, you know, in the comics, that's pretty much exactly what she's wearing nowadays. Sort of that idea of, like, you know, deadliest woman in the galaxy probably doesn't need to look like, you know, an extra woman from, like, a 1980s heavy metal cover. They sort of <laughs> go in the other direction. She can look like a professional, so she can do that. And that's sort of then influenced the game's designer sort of go, okay, well, that looks cool, and we're going to do our own interpretations of those. So it sort of 
I guess comics lead to movie, movie leads to comic-based movie property to game-based property thing. It's a very fun little timeline, but I think what they've reached in this is an aesthetic that is nothing like the others, but familiar to all of them, and it's awesome. Emma? Yeah, I, um, I oh, kind of agree more. I think it's a, a, such a perfect marriage of the uh, the instant recognizability of the MCU, but then the batshit craziness that is the the, the cosmic characters of the, the comics. Because I tell you what, you read some of like, you know, it's topical at the moment, Jack Kirby's writing oh. from The Eternals, and there is some just whacked out crazy shit don't, in those comics. Don't get pages. me started on The Eternals. <laughs> In a, in a uh, good no, way. I, I don't plan on opening that no, can of worms, but um, on a on a more relatable human level, I think the the relationship that you see grow over the course of the game between each of the characters is fantastic. Like it starts off mainly with Star Lord just bickering with Rocket because Rocket's a, a little shit. He is, and isn't wants he? <laughs> to wants to lead the group, and he thinks the ship's his. And similar to what we again, similar to what we've seen in the MCU, but it just has a little bit of extra time to develop yeah. and you see why. And they're a little bit more open with, with why like uh, rockets past in his genetic modifications and all of that sort of kind of gets explained in dialogue, which the game's dialogue guys, the game's dialogue oh, is just, mm, phenomenal. Chef's, like chef's whether it's like you're just walking around the Milano or you're during a mission and you just kind of interact with things in the world. It's just, it is top notch and it, you genuinely feel like a well-oiled and somehow broken team (laughs) by the end of the game. It's, it's, it's excellent. But did we all, did we all enjoy the, the core team? I, um, I, I loved them. And I think going back to the costume and the influences that the, Comics, then movies, then comics again, and then also video game um, kind of, uh, you know, situation that's obviously evolved over time. As someone who's not a comic book fan and looking at all the... I tried to find as many of those trinkets as I could for those Ah, different outfits. But seeing, like, what issue they came from and what they were influenced by, like, I just loved all those little details. Like, even if I didn't recognise it instantly, it was just good to know, like... You know those um, that that respect and recognition for those different periods in time and those arcs in those comics and stuff were recognised in there. Um, but obviously, that's coming from like a Marvel fan. Um, and I, same what we were talking about earlier about learning more about Rocket and his past, and then Drax and his family, and Gamora, and like the whole Thanos situation and stuff like that too. Um, I just thought it was it was I felt like it was brought up in the game very authentically like it didn't feel forced at all and everything had a reason for it to be the way it was and you know when you find out more about Jack's past like that's I don't know I just thought they were very very clever with the way they introduced it and made it seem so seamless rather than oh yeah here's a little bit of context like yeah and it wasn't like a flashback oh, yeah. all the time kind of like how Star Lords was you know um which I, I didn't mind Star Lords stuff but I was more interested to know about everybody else if I'm going to be really honest um, nobody, just, nobody blames I you just, for that. I, no. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, and it's, you know, I look realistically in the MCU. I don't think we're going to be able to get that kind of look in as much as we did in the form of a game. And yes, they're different mm. forms. I, you know, yeah. obviously that's pretty self-explanatory. But 
Um, just having that different medium to play off. And, I, you know, I have a really good friend of mine who's not a Marvel fan at all. And knowing that they genuinely enjoyed the game and they enjoyed the characters and stuff like that, like, that's just a... Um, a compliment to the good work they did building those characters in the game It as actually well, so. feels really awesome um, when you can recommend something like this to a person that you feel isn't in the core demographic. You know, you don't have to be a fan yeah, of comic yeah. books. Mm. You don't have to be a fan of the MCU. You can just say, hey, you like video games and good stories. Here's one that just so happens to be based off a comic book. Yeah. yeah. No biggie. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're dead on. Risky, tell us, did you, did you enjoy... Uh, our band of misfits. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we we mentioned before the initial complaints of just being Star Lord and um, not patrolling the others, but I think that actually worked out uh, better in the actual game because Star Lord's kind of like your avatar, and you're experiencing these relationships that the rest of the misfits have around you. And there's other benefits to the gameplay aspect too, which we'll talk about later. But it really felt like almost James Gunn wrote this this script and the, 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 the dialogue between the characters and even some in the game I enjoyed uh, so much more than the movies, like especially Drax. Uh, oh. it was, I couldn't believe there was a part where I almost shed a tear for Drax, uh, which I would never do in the that MCU. <laughs> um, you know, it, he was really good in Guardians 1, but by the time it was Guardians 2 and Infinity War, it started to get into like, toilet humor type dumb jokes where it was very much still like the guardians one drax where he was taking everything literally and i love that about his humor and rocket was on point gamora was on point groot's group uh you know you can't go too wrong with that i have to comment though <laughs> they got a lot of mileage out of the i am groot they did. He communicated yeah, a lot. Like, some of the deliveries were so funny and like there so was clever. Times where I, could, just, I could pick up what he was laying down. Exactly. <laughs> just little things like when they were, I can't remember what part of the game they were looking for someone. And, you know, I can't remember what name they were calling out. Everyone's and yelling out in the new, I am Groot. I am Groot. Like, <laughs> and it was just so, it was, like, you just can't help but love him. And they just, it was really cute. Um, Just a really, quick one i don't know if any of you guys feel the same way we don't have to dwell on this for too long but was i the only one that didn't like the guardians 2 movie i thought it no i loved Mixed. guardians 2. i thought it was Mixed. good i didn't i it's, uh, it can't recreate the magic of the first one though mm. no absolutely yeah, not. it's it's i like the bookends yeah sorry i got distracted then i just had to I, ask guardians 2 for me was smack bang <laughs> in that area of like unnecessary sequel but it's a world you're happy to be part of so you're just sort of happy to be back there so yeah yeah, Check yeah. in with the Guardians. Yeah. Sorry. And it's got a better soundtrack than the first movie. There oh, you go. Yeah. I've said I think it. they're both bad. Oh, it does. Just... oh, no, no. They're, they're both great. Hey, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be slagging central. off. Yeah, it's such game. a good time. And this game, which we'll oh. go into at some point, is definitely on mm. par with that. Um, but obviously there was going to be attention paid to the Guardians. Their name is on the box. But... Outside of talk them, about the supporting all cast, these other characters that just appear and the, rock up. The supporting mm-hmm. cast is unreal. Yeah. They're they're yeah. great, and I think what again, Guardians in the MCU did a lot for people being introduced to, to cosmic characters. Uh, that's mm. something that I think probably the executives at Marvel were a bit stressed about whether people were gonna uh. latch onto these 
much, much larger than life characters and much crazier characters than kind of the, the earth-based heroes. Um, but then the guardians game kind of doubles down Dude. on that. Like we have, we have some, some cosmic characters that I just genuinely was not expecting, including one that I'll save for just a little bit longer, but it absolutely blew my mind. Um, but yeah, like the, I think the the first, I suppose, antagonist we kind of run into is Lady Hellbender, who nice. is fantastic. Awesome. Yes. Mm. Uh, just as a quick little comic book note, in the comics, she's okay. She's not all that interesting. She's, she's boring. boring. She's boring in the, in the comics. game. Oh, yes. Yeah, she kicks <laughs> all kinds cool. of ass. And seeing her flirt with Drax is just one oh, of mate. my favorite things about if, the game. If only just <laughs> yeah, by Drax getting to react and just his whole Peter Quill, I believe she's flirting with me. It's just oh. he says it so matter of factly, it's like, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, sure. It's fantastic. So good. But yeah, then we've got Cosmo the Space Dog, oh, which is just the best uh, a Russian like a cosmonaut Labrador is just a absolutely something that I need in my life. One of my, my favourite things um, about Cosmo is duh. explaining him to other people. Like... Yeah, oh, yeah. you you try to do that with a straight face. You know, he's a dog that got shot into space by Russians and now he's telepathic yeah. and can speak. Dude, as soon yes. as he was mentioning the game, I was like yelling out to my wife going, Gunny, gotta come here! You've got to <laughs> see this character. And Look at this good it's boy. It's of the galaxy, so she's... <laughs> She's and probably all the expecting well. like uh, anything but a dog. She's probably like, oh, it's probably gonna be some really whacked out alien with like seven arms and thirty eyes, and then it's just a dog with a really thick Russian accent. And I'm like, just sit there going, <laughs> like, look at this. He's like, what? <laughs> and uh, then we've obviously got Grand Unifier Raker, who was one of the probably the the main quote unquote antagonist of the Primary game. Primary douchebag. Um, not only was he. Like, you hate him. You definitely hate him because of the various things that he gets up to in the game. But another th- a feather in the cap of this game, he's relatable and you you are sympathetic towards him yeah. by the end. He's not an out-and-out dreadful, awful villain. Oh, he is villain, a little which, bit, but he's also Oh, he definitely is. Tragic. But you, you can see where, at least at least from, from where I was coming from, feel free to jump in and tell me I'm a dickhead, but seeing that... He was just as corrupted by this grand vision as, you know, Joe Blow that really wants a sandwich and has, is having visions was of a sandwich. Was that your promise, Adam? I was, pro- I was promised a meatball sandwich. and You turned that down? I Yeah, I'll, I'll follow you. I'll follow you into hell for that. Uh, but, yeah, what did, what did we think of the, the supporting cast and the, the villains and everyone else surrounding the Guardians? Considering the people that you've said, I think there's at least one that you're going to reveal that I won't mention now. But um, oh yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah I, I think I know who you're talking about, but we'll get page. to him. <laughs> we'll get to him in his uh, on his alliteration. But uh, for me, it was also just the absurd, <laughs> like, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. But the D-listers that just came out of the woodwork, like absolutely ridiculous Absolute. entities. Like, yes, it is I, Captain Glory, and you're like, oh my god, uh, what and. There so was something. <laughs> he's fantastic, but there he's, was something. He's, he's not a guy you expect to show up anywhere except for like as the butt of a joke. And sure enough, he turns and goes, "I am glory," and you're like, "Oh no!" And who do you work for? Being on Haller's Hope and sorting the through files? the like the the yeah, files, prison, case files. Oh, yeah. oh I've, I've what got a, a really good time. quick thing to mention Jack about on. that that I really enjoyed. 
It's just this weird trend in comic books that people always go, why is there so many cosmic heroes from Earth? Like, you're bazillions of trillions of light years away and some dude turns up and is like, ah, yes, tis I, such and such, from Texas. And they go, what? When you finish going through all of those files, and like out of 12 people, eight of them are from Earth, Rocket actually, like, I think Starlord says, it's weird how so many people are from Earth. And Rocket just goes, yeah, well, Terran's basically the trailer park of the universe. And I'm like, thank you. That put a that put a cap on it. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, it's it, it, they're very um, self-deprecating when it comes to to like a lot of the Moon humor. Dragon was in there. Yeah, what a time! It really the, sorting through those files was just. Like Easter eggs that just did not need to be in the game and will go over a lot of people's heads, but people that understand the comics will just have a, an absolute field day with that. Um, but probably the the crux of the the main story was Nikki, who is the um, she's a Cree girl who is insinuated to be Star Lord's daughter with Corel, who is a an officer in the Nova Corps. Again, the fact that the Nova Corps got so much love in this game is fantastic. Mm. Um, we didn't see Nova, which you mean Richard Ryder? If they do a sequel, I'd I'd love to see some Richard Ryder. He's an absolute babe. Um, but what did we think of the the kind of father daughter aspect of the game and that whole like the familial ties? What did what did we think? I think um, with Nikki, like I don't know if you guys felt the same when you first introduced because I I was like, oh my god, she's going to be really annoying and I wasn't really expecting anything to come of her like I don't know that made me just sound really mean then but I was like oh here we go and um you know just causing I'm trouble glad somebody's got that point of view on the podcast would have been really boring for like oh she was lovely great <laughs> no no no, no lovely but like, girl. I, like, obviously like I um you know I, I grew to grew to love her and I think when they you know started being like oh you know like she's Star Lord's kid you know like quote unquote you know, I think for the sake of the story, just having those higher stakes there for him, I guess you got to see that different side, which I appreciated. And even though, you know, obviously this is a spoiler cast, so if you're this far in, like, you're what done. You, what are you um, doing here? Go and finish the game. Um, <laughs> you, like, even when you find out that, like, she isn't at all and she's basically, she had nowhere to go, um, just kind of, it just explored another side of Star-Lord, but also, like, her affiliation with, you know, we're talking about the promise and things like that. It just gave her so much more depth than I was expecting, and it was really cool to see the other side of her, not even just in her character, but in the evolution of her design um, Mm -hmm. and the costume aspect and stuff too. It just took it, like, next level where I wasn't expecting it to. But, yeah, it really, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it was just me that thought she was going to be really super annoying when I first met her. I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, here we go. I'm following through a little hideout and she's a little rebellious or whatever. And this is obviously coming from someone who knows nothing about any of these characters, like Lady Hellbender and all of that as well. Um, yeah, she pleasantly surprised me and I, I really, really loved her and really felt for her by the end, especially in when you're in her promise and you have to kind of break that illusion like that sucked Indeed. like to play like in a good way like that really like i was like mm, i don't want to do this but i gotta do it and um yeah i just i think she was just created really 
creatively and effectively, not only just for her own sake as a character, but also to develop Star-Lord and just make him that bit more interesting too. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it, she very well could have been, and I agree. She, I, I took some warming to her. She wasn't immediately likable. And I think that's by design in a lot of ways, but yeah, I think she very well could have been a one note character that kind of was there to do a job and then you kind of move on. But before we jump fully into it, Risky, what are your, your general thoughts on that relationship and that, that kind of the, the, the heartbeat of the story? Yeah. So, um, at first when it was revealed pretty early on, suggested that it could have been Star-Lord's daughter. I was kind of like, Oh, another family story with Star-Lord about his dad or his mom or his daughter <laughs> or his, just, just <laughs> his dog next. Um, but I, it's not the first time I've seen a twist like that where you think they assume it's the, the child and it's not, I don't want to say what other movies just in case you guys haven't watched them yet, but, uh, it, it worked, it worked well. Uh, and she was, as I said, as, as we were stating before in the start, she does come off as a little bit too trigger happy, a little bit annoying in your ear. Um, and even when she does go through her transformation as, is it the prophet? Is, is that what they call it? The prophet or the, ma- the, the matriarch? matriarch? Yeah. So at the start, she does come off as a bit, still like a child, you know, very blind in what they want and thinking, thinking they know what's best. But at the end, she's, she's, starts to become more uh, humble and um, she starts to see the perspective of not just Star-Lord but from everybody uh, and realise that the promise might not be a promise and it might be a lie. Um, So, yeah, I I really like the 180 they did with her, even though it took a while to get there. But as you said, I think that was intentional um, to kind of have us, you know, flopping back and forth between whether or not we, we like or whether we trust her. Yeah, and I think as as Bianca was saying, the the game had been fairly lighthearted. Like it had it had dipped into some some more serious tones, but towards the end, like oh my lord, there were some genuinely just gut punch moments that. I kind of at at particularly with with Nikki's promise, like I had to just pop the controller down for a second and have a, a think about like what you know what would you do faced with that situation of you can, you know, lost family members and whatever you your, you know your, your aspirations, if they were put in front of you, what would you do? Would you take that and just live in ignorance? And I was not expecting to have those kind of themes brought up in a superhero game particularly a Guardians of the Galaxy superhero game. For sure. Um, but yeah, it explored some some really rough themes and I think it dealt with it in a surprisingly mature way. And it, yeah, it, it left me, it yeah, it stuck with me for Some really days heavy stuff in a game really with a talking tree. Yeah, yeah, like, and it managed to balance those things though. Like it's, yeah, unreal. But um, where obviously... Nikki wasn't quite the matriarch that they thought her to be. There was another golden oh leader that was everything that I would yes. ever want him to be. Uh, <laughs> being someone who's going to make their appearance in the MCU in the third Guardians film, we've got to talk about Why Adam do Warlock. we sit here pointlessly pontificating, ponderously? Mate. Oh, <laughs> I... 
I could not love this character and hate him at the same time anymore. The alliteration drives me up the wall. When he starts he's... rhyming, you're like, oh my God. He <laughs> is the most <laughs> wonderful, wonderfully dipshitted douchebag character. And I loved him as soon he, as he was on Adam the screen. Adam Warlock is just classic old school comic stupidity. Like they drew a perfectly chiseled person with long flowing hair then went, yeah, bugger it, he's also yellow. No, he's gold. And then he has alliteration when he talks sometimes, and he's basically God. And then that's the end of it. Jack Kirby goes, <laughs> yeah, and then they just go to lunch and they just snort along another life or something. And I'll be honest, I didn't actually see him coming. I When they initially, like when the world mind said, oh, yeah, the only person who can fix this is Adam Warlock, but he died, I, was, I actually went, oh, okay. Hmm. Because... They're really coy about a lot of stuff in the game. Sort of like, you know, they go, oh, yes, Drax killed Thanos. And Drax is like, hmm, allegedly. And then, you know, Gamora's <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, I don't really, I haven't seen Nebula in a long time. You're like, hmm. They're not really, they don't speak with a lot of finality. And when they go, Adam Warlock died, you're like, oh, okay. So when he turned up, I actually jumped in my seat a bit and went, oh, holy crap. There he is. For sure. Wow. 100%. Hmm. There's another... And we'll we'll touch on that in just a moment. There's another little hint early in the game that pays off later in the game that had me jumping around my lounge room <laughs> a bit. Um, but yeah, legitimately, his his inclusion caught me off guard. And I it the game has so many like it is an absolute roller coaster. I think it's paced out really well. Just as you think there's going to be a yeah. lull it just picks right back up. And that's why that, that point of the game, you're kind of like, all right, we're on our way to yeah. do this thing to, to get this MacGuffin. And then all of a sudden the MacGuffin is Adam yeah. Warlock this- and he's looking all haggard with I a big beard. And he's crazy as as usual. Wizard. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But like the yeah. game just, why did he trim it? I know. Why did he, he shaved <laughs> before they left. I was like, okay, fair enough. Have a glow up Adam. Why not? Um, the game does a, a magnificent job of faking you out. I thought I was at the end yeah. of the game probably three times. and So many times. Yeah. And 100%. each time, I was disappointed. Not with the ending of the game. I was, I was just like, oh, it's nearly over. Oh. And then, yep. big swerve. And you're like, oh, yeah. i got to go get a MacGuffin. And I'm so happy about that. I don't know if um, anyone else did this. Maybe it's because I was just stupid and didn't realize I was in control but it's when um Star-Lord goes into his promise and he hugs his mom and I was like I didn't do anything because I was like oh it's a cutscene and then the whole thing started and then the credits do you want to try that again I went I love a good help I love a good (laughs) game fake out yeah and then um even before like the final like um boss like the the final like boss battle um I thought I was done, and I messaged Zach, and oh. I went, hey, I finished the game, and then, and okay. then, and then it went back into the game, and I was, yeah. yeah, 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 and then I was like, oh shit, never mind, and I was like, I'll, 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 I'll tell you about it later, in, and then I in any went other back game, and played it again, I probably would have put the good. controller down and walked away, but after the game, I just played, I sort of, I sort of sat yeah. there with my controller going, I don't trust this. Well, I was waiting for like a mid credits, yeah, like like, credits mm. but I wasn't expecting to play yeah, again. Same. And I was like, oh. An entire another chapter like, of the game. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, fair enough. 
It's when you, you're sitting there and you go like, hmm, I think he needs more than a Gaviscon. I don't think that's just indigestion. <laughs> that, um, but yeah, what we're, what we're all dancing around is uh, anyone who's familiar with Adam Warlock in the comics knows that there's two sides to the man. There's the, the great side, quote unquote, the douchebag. Golden God great, side. Golden God save everyone, you know, grabs kittens out of trees side. And then there is... Magus, who is the just most disgustingly named villain Great of all time. Great Magus Cosmic uh, Douchebagus. Who, who is just a, a, a negative flipped, I suppose, side of, of Adam Warlock, who is all of the negativity rolled into one completely gigantic cosmic douchebag. they're douche both bag. arrogant, though. Um, they're both they are both arrogant. arrogant. They share yeah, that. I think Magus has a bit of yeah, yeah. a much darker spin on his Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, so Magus was the, or is, the the hidden main antagonist of the game who has kind of been influencing all of the the different actions. Uh, Ironically enough, you see him in one form or another right at the start of the game, uh, shooting out of the the Soul Stone when, which I also, I... I kind of, I thought it was the Soul Stone, but I didn't put together that it was Magus. Same. Until it got to really towards the end and I went, oh, of course yep. it is. Yep. Of course, it makes all the sense in the world. But were we were we happy with this, the the ending? And were we happy with Adam Warlock and all of the, the bits surrounding him? I personally was really happy to have a massive set piece boss fight. Like there's, yeah. there's... There's Agreed. boss fights in the game, and there's one very spectacular one, which is fun. But it's a bit, it's a bit of a side story that I was like, ah. Oh. As much as I love that, you could play it in a vacuum and still enjoy it. There's not really one sort of huge narrative mm-hmm. thing. And then that happened, and I was like, okay, that was fun, good, like it. The big question I have for you guys though is, did anybody do that end boss fight and deliberately make bad decisions on the dialogue choices to see what happens? I did not. I can't bring it upon myself to to sabotage myself. Unlike Tax Dodger over here, I I have to play uh, games as the good guy. I can't. Uh, I can't manage I, it. I felt like I met, already made enough stupid <laughs> decisions of my own accord in the game that I was like, you know what? I wouldn't like actually play this with a well, little bit of thought. Like, it properly. seems only fitting. You're to the insulting. I was going to say. The, so obviously a big part of the game is dialogue. So in the final battle against Magus, who was literally like a celestial massive being size of a planet, I think he throws a moon at you at one point. He's pretty big. He does, which yeah, is wonderful. So the, the game celebrates the fact that it's one of its big strengths is dialogue. So not just, you, obviously you're shooting things, but the game also prompts you with dialogue decisions in an attempt to make him mad. So did anybody choose bad choices for making him mad to see what happened? Because I definitely did. Nah, I, I went with what I thought the, the game was wanting me to do. I was a sheep and I just went through the motions, I went, man. I went for the insulting. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah? Wait, were we not supposed no, no. to be insulting? Because I was absolutely. definitely insulting. No, you want to be insulting. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. Yeah, you're you're absolutely supposed to insult him, get him mad, he gets off his guard, you defeat him. But I decided to try some of the other dialogue options, which involve things like uh, trying to appeal to him and uh, trying to insult him, but in different ways. If you stuff up those choices, Magus actually changes parts of the game. He edits your health bar. How do you mean? Oh, wonderful. Like, 
And it, it's he's actually not coy about it either. Like at one point, I selected the option to like you know appeal to him, and you know Starla's like, "Hey man, I know we think you're a bit of a douchebag, but like you know you're on our side. You're our douchebag." And he does this stupid little rhyme, and what he says something like, "You know, neither here nor there. Now it's unfair." And he touches your health bar, and he goes, and you have twenty percent of your health for the rest of the encounter. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's absurd. It's a really harsh way to deal with my curiosity, but it's funny. I love it. Yeah, I just I'm just worried that not more people have seen it. So here in the spoiler cast, there, there's something you can do. Go back to go back to Magus and deliberately stuff up. So yeah, he was he was definitely a great boss fight, but there was one boss fight above all others oh. that just excited me beyond belief. So Early in the game, you're, or at the start of the game, you're in a in a terrible money making uh, little campaign to try and win the favor of Lady say, Hellbender I'm, by going after. I'm pretty after sure this. your choices are one, sell Gamora's knickknacks, or <laughs> Drax puts for the idea of capturing who? The greatest non-dragon space dragon, <laughs> Fin Fang Foom. Uh, who is just such an excellent, crazy cosmic character in the comics who has ties to the Mandarin and the, the 10 Makuan rings for, for those who are, who are counting, but more or less, he is a gigantic green space dragon. And very early in the game, Drax mentions, Hey, instead of fart assing around with this beast that we're going to sell to Lady Hellbender, how about we just fight Fin Fang Foom? And here I am sitting on the couch and I'm like, holy shit, they've mentioned yeah. Fin Fang Foom. He's not a Such. a massive character in the, the wider Marvel scope. That's excellent. And I think that's kind of yeah. it. And I just go about Ultra, my business. Ultra comic book fan me exactly. just goes, ha, reference, and then just keeps going. Yeah, exactly. But then he gets mentioned yep. a second time. And instead of Star-Lord brushing it off, he goes, fuck it, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> that's amazing. And then... It all just lines up and here you are hunting Fin Fang Foom and for my money, finding him and fighting him is my moment of the game because better than that, I think it is genuinely the moment where you realize that you're about to go and fight him when the the stars align and you realize, yes, this is going to be a part of the game. That is... That is my moment of the game. Absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you guys enjoyed the big green bastard, but it was, I thought it was fantastic. He was a bigger surprise for me than Adam Warlock. So Adam Warlock, you had the soul stone and he's very much connected to the soul stone. So even though I kind of forgot about him halfway through the game, he was kind of still at the back of my mind, but Fing Fang Foon was such a throwaway line and he's such a weird character. And I, I know I said before, I don't read comic books, but I read a bit about them and I knew that yep. he's so tied to Shang-Chi, so I wouldn't have thought for a second that he'd make his appearance, uh, let alone that you're going to fight him. And you're right, it's the build-up to him that's the most exciting. Uh, there's the whole Drax doing the singing parade and everyone oh, joins so in good. right before you go. That is such, so, so such an awesome part of character development. And um, it reminds me of the with the 2018 God of War where he talk, he name drops the chains, the Blades of Chaos, and he goes back yep. to get them. 
and through that whole voyage of going back to get them you're just so pumped and that's exactly what it was with Fin Fang Foom and there was a point where you're hunting him and you think that maybe he's just a myth because there's a whole yeah. 40 minutes where you don't see him and you see these other monsters and you think maybe it's a myth or a fake out because this game has so many fake outs and then he drops and you're like that's it let's fight him it's him there it's awesome. actually yeah. him yeah it's great loved it and it leads to, if not, it, probably the best single frame of the game where it's oh, yeah. right about the at the end yeah. and Lady, yeah, Lady Hellbender background. throws the, oh my God. And I, I took a screenshot of that and I so badly wanted to use it in my review, but for very obvious Adam, reasons, I couldn't. such think. mad respect. <laughs> oh. You know the pain. When you're doing a review, you capture just a pivotal moment that is epic beyond words and you want to share it, but you're like, people have to experience it themselves. Like, imagine you're flicking through someone's review and you have the inclusion of Fin Fang Foom ruined for yeah. you. Like, I can't be I can't be that guy no, to do it's that. It's not your place to do that. That's for trolls. Respect. It really isn't. Um, it the is. big thing about the Fin Fang Foom segment for me was just, it was also a really interesting development because it was quite literally a interruption of the main story. Like, at, at, leading up to Fin yeah. Fang Foom, like, the game was on track to complete. You were... Basically, gearing up for the big baddie, you were going to check it out. It was all fine. And then it, it's something that I think is incredibly hard to do, but the game managed to actually stop all the momentum, but without feeling like there was a lurch. You know, it's not like they slammed yep. on the brakes and you went, Ugh! it was more like they came to a stop and you realized exactly that, okay, this is actually a good thing. We're going to just put that aside for a second. We're going to do something else that's ridiculous. And then we're going to come back to it. And during that segment, there's a lot of really small things that crop up between the characters that really start to shine a light on how well they're starting to get along. There's so much conflict between the team. And one of the things I love the most about the game is that the Guardians of the Galaxy at the start of the game are very clearly portrayed as a new group. Like there's still a lot mm -hmm. of tension. They're not getting along. You know, every kind of quiet conversation you have with one of the characters, they're probably dissing one of the other characters. And sort of like, you know, Rocket and Peter are just like, oh, things were better when it was just us, Quill. And then Drax is just like, I do not trust the assassin. And then Gamora's just like, do you have to come in my room? I can kill you. You know that. <laughs> By the time you reach the snow planet and the chase for Fin Fang Foom, all the little situations that you go through, and it's all stuff you've done elsewhere. They're all puzzles that you've done in other places. They're all helping each other. And one thing that you start to notice is that the Guardians start doing things without you telling them to do it. The and that, stuff, yeah. yeah. And it's something I, like, if I was doing the review, I would have loved to just dive into, like, you know, the idea of, like, how to make non-alive characters feel alive is when they, re first, they reject your, your request to do something, which has happened in the game as well. Hey, Rocket, do that panel. No. Huh? It's such a huge point. And then later on, you're like, oh, I need a bridge from Groot over there. Oh, he's already doing it. Oh, never mind. Oh, I need to cut through those vines. Gamora literally yells out, I got this. Does it. They're starting to all harmonize. And then it's just capped off with this ridiculously epic boss fight. And that whole section, like if you separate it from the game and gave it to somebody as a completely standalone thing, they'd probably still walk away going, yeah. But then it ties back in with Lady Hellbender turns up and you go, all right. The galaxy's in danger. Sorry. Sorry. There is a, there's a grander I, I plot. I forgot the other plot, but I'm happy to go back to it now. It master. Speaking of teamwork, that's an excellent segue, Mr. Whaling. 
we probably, being that we've talked about the the characters and the story for a, a good solid 40 <laughs> minutes, you do actually interact with the game in other ways. It's not just a film. Uh, there is gameplay afoot. Uh, general thoughts, just quickly, before we had quickly touch on gameplay and, and wrap things up. What did we think of the, the gameplay? Were we entertained enough? Were we left wanting more? Risky, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I think it just did enough to get the story going. Um, I think at the start, the combat's a bit uh, shallow, uh, but once you start unlocking all the abilities and you start mixing them together, you maybe you, you chuck in a bit of 80s music in the background, it starts to really uh, pick up. And um, what, what we were saying earlier about how the Guardians kind of learn from you and start doing things for you it, it kind of keeps that momentum going and the interactivity builds with the character building on the side and i've seen a lot of uh, talking about the gameplay itself a lot of people um draw comparisons to final fantasy 7 remake but what I, and that's due to the giving the orders and stuff but what i actually akin it to was a, a light version of mass effect you know, you've got your cooldowns of your weapons, you've got your elemental bullets, you're, you're, you're giving commands to different um, party members who have different abilities, and you've got your own abilities on a weapon wheel, and it's all in a sci-fi setting. So it without all the heavy side quests and RPG elements, it really felt like a, like a light action-adventure Mass Effect, which, you know, we haven't had many of those... Uh, lately apart from the remaster and you know as a big fan of those games that's exactly what i was hoping guardians would be from a gameplay perspective that'll be a linear yeah. mass effect light uh but with the tone and everything you love about guardians of the galaxy so um yeah and then there's just little puzzles they're not too uh convoluted to make you you know scratch your head or bang it against the wall it's very <laughs> straightforward <laughs> And it switches things up enough, but again, it's it's all to service the story, even with the gameplay mechanics, as we're saying, with the the team members learning and working together more with the puzzles and stuff. I think it's more to serve the story more, and I think they do a really good job of you know uh, doing that. Yeah, I think I think you pretty well hit the nail on the head. It's it's very much. They, they know the strength is the story and the characters and just the, the general tone that will get you through it. But I think now to begin with, I was very, very worried. Like the first maybe 30, 40 minutes of the game, I was worried that it was going to be a slog because it starts off very slow sure. and you have very few abilities and it's not that engaging. I'll be honest, by the end, I was having a cracker yeah. of a time. And that was just because you're chaining together these big, ridiculous abilities. The cooldowns are very, very small. Like you're always able to, to throw out these bigger, crazier moves. And I think above all else, and I think it's in every aspect of the game, you genuinely feel like the leader of the team. Yep. So you're not just, obviously you're, you're flying around and you're, you're shooting enemies yourself but the core of it is that you are the leader and you are leading this team. You're instructing them to do things because they can, they can wander around and attack enemies on their own. They do fuck all <laughs> damage. May I just quickly add, 
but giving those orders and chaining them together and recognizing the strengths of each of your party members, it genuinely makes you feel like the, the leader makes you feel like star Lord. And I think the fact that it manages to do that makes up for all of the, the shortcomings of maybe it's a little bit shallow or it's, it's not as complex as it could yeah. have been. Obvi- I, I don't gen- I genuinely don't think it needed to be any more I complex mean, than it, than it was, but well, yeah, yeah. it, it managed, it managed to make you feel like that leader. And that that's enough for me to give it a, yeah. a big, you might tip. not be directly controlling those characters, but you are in effect playing the guardians of the galaxy. In, in yeah. a very weird sort of Pokemon trainer way, but it works. I'm not going to diss it. It works. And that's It works well. And that's all I really needed. It's the glue that holds yeah, it together. Absolutely. It doesn't taste great, but that's fine. Don't, Don't eat clag, glue. mate. Oh, get it out of your mouth. Get Spit glue. that out. <laughs> Bianca, tell us, did you enjoy the gameplay? Were you indifferent? What are your thoughts? Well, this style of gameplay was actually like the first time I had kind of come across something like that. So I know people were drawing comparisons to Final Fantasy, even Mass Effect. I've dabbled in very, very little, which is still on my never-ending list of games I need to eventually get around to. Um, I really, really enjoyed it, but my only thing that I'm almost hesitant to say, because I might be the only one feeling this way, um, by the time I got to the end of the game, I kind of lost I, I felt like I was getting through it pretty quickly in terms of like the battles like I, I already had my favorite combos I already knew what moves I wanted to do and um I'm not trying to like obviously toot my own horn and be like oh yeah I'm so good at games <laughs> but like the challenge like because <laughs> that's not the case at all um but like I the there was a little bit for me like a lack of a challenge there maybe I should have brought up the difficulty all the way I don't know maybe it's me but um I, I I loved, however, like the special, I can't remember the technical term for it, but like that final ability you would receive for each Guardian when they would kind of yeah. evolve through that last oh, part of their character development. The thing, basically their I ultimate loved, ability. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, the, the only, and this is me being really picky, but the only time I felt like I wasn't rewarded for that was like maybe with Groot and I know there's limitations because of his vocabulary and I know we got to see everyone else's (laughs) awesome story but he out of all all of them did get left behind a little bit uh so by the time I got his and like I don't know about you guys but his like ultimate ability by the time I got it I was like "Mm, I'm not gonna use this like I've this would have been helpful like earlier you read it you don't even have to use it anyway if you die he just does it automatically Yeah, that's like, yeah, he does yeah. it automatically, okay. and I'm like, well, 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 what's the point? Like, there's nothing valuable yeah. about his ultimate to me in comparison to me using Gamora's and me using Drax's. Um, but that's obviously me just being really picky because I did, I did really enjoy the gameplay Actually, style that, and the no, mechanics just, because just I a quick query. was very new to it. Yeah. So Groot can bring any down guardians back to life, right? Like, just gets them back up. Doesn't the huddle do that anyway? Yeah, but it it doesn't happen i suppose it doesn't have that automatic kick in like if you actually properly die and maybe you're because the 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 wait time for the huddle is a lot longer than the ability so i suppose it's a a backup to that but on that thought what did we gives you rocking 80s tunes so oh and it does and it's glorious 
talking about me being new to these gameplay mechanics and maybe again it was just me because i know i just said two seconds ago oh, so good at games <laughs> it was so easy the amount of times i accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally um activated oh. my huddle when i was trying to do oh, no. you're in good company hands Jesus. up everyone who did like, it that that yeah <laughs> every time i did it i was like i was so cross with myself <laughs> mm. and then i would get like an even harder boss or like some kind of enemy and i was like yeah why Why did I do this to myself? I, I, it makes me so happy that I wasn't the only one that did no. that. And it, yeah, it was really always when I tried to do an elemental shot as well. I'd be like, oh, yes, I ah, definitely need fire right about. Ah, bugger it. However. Uh, I was frustrated <laughs> because there's kind of a downtime. Yeah. Uh, it kind of stops the momentum. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hear this dialogue that I've yeah. heard 5,000 times again. Just get yeah, it done. <laughs> just give me the buffs. At least the counterpoint <laughs> is you get to go back to the fight and now, like, you know, Rick Astley is never going to give you up his playing or something. Yeah. I never got Rick It's worth that at the end. So I, I yep. got that on the penultimate boss fight Did when you're you? fighting Green Unifier oh, Raider. That is excellent. Yep. Nah. And it was such a wonderful moment. On the, the huddle as well, if you do manage to... Because, Bianca, I... I cannot tell you how many times I fucked that up. Like it was an unfortunate amount of times. And if <laughs> that you, makes me so happy. If you manage to activate it when you're doing really well, the guardians tell you. They're like, What yeah. are, what are we doing? We're kicking <laughs> us. Why yeah. are we, why are you calling us? Like, why I did you interrupt us, Peter Quill? <laughs> they are falling beneath my blades. It's Which like, oh, yeah, it's right. like or they're like, Yeah, we're killing it out there and then like usually because I'm in shock that I've just activated this, <laughs> I say the wrong dialogue. And then Peter's like, yeah, guys, we just can't get too cocky. And then they're like, whatever, uh, dude. And I messed up my heart. So if anything, you've brought the vibe down. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Nah, you're not alone there. Don't stress. Great. Um, One thing that I think the, the biggest negative I had about the game was the maybe the level design or the, the exploration I found was <sighs> pretty much taken straight out of a PS2 game. Uh, yep. It was very, a, a linear game obviously has its limitations. You don't have a, you know, huge open environments, but it very much was, you've got corridor A, which is really well lit and is definitely the right way to go. And I wonder what might be down this corridor. <laughs> Do you think it might be? A collectible and a okay, dead now, end. Like, well, yes, I do think it is a dead oh, end. Oh, don't say that. I okay, thought I was being now, clever when I found it. Adam, I'm just going to address this here. I'm probably the oldest person here. I will accept my crown as ancient gamer. I still like that. I enjoy that. I, I actually was quite refreshed to see that because I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to do anything ridiculous. I can just follow my intuition. And it is it because you need a bit of extra Well, help? there's accessibility accessibility options in the game. There's no walking frame option, but, you know. I will say one thing about the exploration and the navigation is that every now and then, the game would just hit me with some exceptionally weird thing that would that would kill my buzz just in a short way. Um, mm-hmm. The game is incredibly accessible to, like, jump up to places. If you can imagine it, you could probably get up there, but then all of a sudden it would just wall you. Like I jumped on top of some yeah, weird, walls, yeah, yeah. I jumped on top of some weird mushroom thing in the journey to Lady Hellbender's fortress. I got on top of it, but I could only stand on half of it. The other half was walled off, which was weird. Yeah. And did anybody here encounter the Ledge of Doom? There's a lot Bing. of blank stairs in the cave with Mantis. Um, there's a section before you fight the oh, charging yeah. rock dudes. Yeah. There's a ledge 
that just has some really weird vacuum problem where if you crawl along it, as soon as you get to the end, Star-Lord just autopilots back to the ledge and goes back the other way. Yep. Yes. Yep. That ticked me off because was there a it collectible was. on the end? And it's it's an amazing yeah. one yes. too. Oh, Sorry God. to say. Yeah. Um, oh. Did anybody actually manage to figure out how to get past that? Yeah. I did. I just restarted my save. It worked just like, I restarted. It didn't work. I, yeah. I basically yeah, in, employed an incredibly unique tactic in just mashing the living Christ out of my dash button. <laughs> I, that's and, what I did. <laughs> and I, barely, I nearly went rocketing off the edge, but I got it. No, it's the it's, first time I was like, no, 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 maybe I've, I've just yeah. redirected like myself I thought, by accident. And then the second yeah. time I was like, okay, now, like, I really want it. It's like, it's I, was, right oh, I keep pushing the, giving it to I me. obviously Stop keep rotating the camera. It's obviously me. Then like the fourth time I was like, this, this isn't me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. It's just funny because I finished the game and whenever I finish a game, I like to jump on sort of the subreddit for the game just to see what's on there, anything interesting. It's like six people going, how do you get past the ledge? It's like, secret <laughs> guardians of the galaxy boss, ledge of doom. Love it. But yeah, I think that would be, if I was to pick one or my, my least favorite aspect of the game, it would be that, I mean, luckily, again, the dialogue while you're traversing keeps you entertained. That is just, it, it will always keep you laughing or smiling or just having a, a stupid giggle to yourself. But the levels themselves and the environments, while they, they looked gorgeous, the game oh, is very man. pretty and it's very colorful and bright but they they weren't very inspired. And I feel like you have these opportunities in these crazy alien worlds and excellent ships to to do some really cool things, but they were very much just like Long Corridor A leading to Long Corridor B. And I, I know that uh, the old school shit at games, Ash Whaling, will, uh, will wow. disagree. <laughs> the website was hey, bad all right? <laughs> Sorry, slip of the tongue. Um, but yeah, I just think the with the premise, there were a lot of cool way, cool things that they could have done, and potentially, you know, the potential didn't didn't quite wasn't quite realised. But Rizky, what do you think, mate? Do were you were you of a similar persuasion? Yeah, look, uh, I, I agree mostly with that. All of that stuff, especially the level design and the linear aspect of it. When you look at everything on its own, uh, it's not impeccable it's not like when you look at the level design on its own when you look at the combat on its own when you look at a lot of that the puzzles and stuff but when you gel it all together you throw the dialogue on top you throw the very nice vistas on top it's a lot more tolerable and i think that's what it comes down to with this particular game it's more than the sum of its parts um that when you look at it uh, overall when you look back at it and you're like yeah, there are some stuff that's average and not groundbreaking, but I had a really, really good time playing this uh, from start to finish mostly. Um, yeah. yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Well then, folks, we've we've pretty well gone through the, the ins and the outs. To, to send us on our way, give us some, some last-minute thoughts, and if you can, out of all of the, the great moments, maybe give us your your favorite or the the moment that that stuck out the most to you or that's that's kind of stuck around your your most memorable 
most memorable part of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Ash Whaling, I want your your thoughts first because you look the most. You had to jump straight to me first because I'm sitting here just reeling through. Like, there's so many things that I took away from the game that I keep remembering and thinking about. Um, I think for me, the part that really hit home. I think the entire game's fantastic, but the moment that gave me a really big sort of, I mean, to to say what the kids say, the big oof was um. The moment where you, uh, yeah, I know, that's, everyone's laughing because that's not how the kids say it, but either way, the big oof kind of thing. Um, The fact that you have to physically pull the trigger and shoot your own mother. And the worst thing is that in that moment, in the lead up to it, I sort of, like, after after I'd failed that section, let's let's be honest, that section leads to a pretty much a failure and the the game developers basically saying, you want to try that again? I tried it again. I thought, oh, what if I press the counter button when my mother tries to hug me? And Star-Lord says, no, stop hugging me and pushes her off. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then she goes in for another hug and you push her away again. Then I was like, oh, God, I see where this is going. (laughs) And then you do it. Yeah. And it's horrifying. Um... Apart from that, though, special mention to the fact that at the start of the game, when you're sitting on your bed listening to that heavy metal album, if you choose to sit there and listen to the entire album, the entire album will play. Yeah, absolutely bang it. And that whole album is great. I would I would suggest yeah. anyone go and listen to it because it was <laughs> there were songs made for the game and they are all they are cheesy as hell. There's no achievement for sitting there and listening to the whole album, which is fine with me. I just did it because I wondered if you could. And you can. So I did. Absolutely love it, Risky. I'll put you on the I'll put you on the chopping block now, mate. Give us your your most memorable part of the game and your your just general thoughts. Well, look, we, we've spoke a lot about our favourite moments uh, for an hour, like the Fing Fang Foom stuff, uh, the Drax the Drax anthem. Love that. Uh, that's a great moment of all the Guardians coming together. The very 75% mark when you start unlocking all the later abilities, there's a character moment for each one. I think there's Rocket going in the waterfall to save them, Drax doing something, Gamora doing something. There were fantastic moments that just really nailed it on the head. But one character we didn't talk about that I thought was absolutely fantastic was Mantis, Um, especially the name she gave to Adam Warlock. All the all fifty of them, they were uh, hilarious. <laughs> um, so I, we didn't get a chance to talk about it earlier. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to her. But of course, all the other stuff we talked about, um, it's it's such a good game. It's hard it's hard to nail down one specific moment. Nah, very very good shout. Mantis is is a great I'll, character. I'll third and I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that she departed pretty drastically from the MCU version. Yeah. She was she was very good worth. Uh, Bianca, you're up. Let's let's hear it. Um, there's no oh, actually there's so many good moments in the game, but I think um, it's a really small moment. Um, it's just some of the one liners <laughs> and the jokes and stuff. So there was a particular joke. I think it was the first one that made me laugh out loud. Um, it's very early on in the game and you get trapped in like a certain section of, um, I can't remember where you are. You get trapped in a certain area and, uh, someone says, oh, it's a trap. And then Starlord's like, oh crap. And then Drax is like, no, she said it was a trap. And it was just like really stupid. 
and it made me laugh and I went oh god like this it just because it genuinely made me chuckle I was like okay mm. I really am enjoying this um, and uh, there, <laughs> um, there was another good moment as well um, I mean I, I know Risky um, mentioned like when Rocket has to face his fear with the water and things like that too um, oh god what was that I just had another second moment oh at the beginning of the game where you have to make one of those first choices about throwing rocket oh, yes. over the over the gap and then at the end of the game he's like nah throw me just <laughs> just do it just throw me and i was like i i like <laughs> i was like i'll do it but then at the same time it was just it was that you know full circle <laughs> kind of moment and that nod which is obviously so, very obvious but it, it was the just, noted character know, development I, went from not wanting to be thrown to yeah game. he's like just <laughs> just do it yeah and it, like i i loved rocket's journey like everyone, obviously we've talked about everyone's journey now but especially towards the last quarter of the game with talking about his fear of water and why that was and then him just going yeah i'll take one for the team i'll step in and do this it was just like for me. I was like, okay, this is incredibly like great writing, great character development. That I, you know, it just. I think the game just really um, exceeded my expectations, and I think I'm really excited after this one to really see what the future of other Marvel yes. games will be. Do the same fingers thing. crossed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're all crossing yeah. our fingers. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. I think um, yeah, some of the comedy is definitely on point. There was. I think the the moment that made me chuckle like an idiot and my partner Key in the next room thought I was crazy was when they're going through the, similar to how they do in the movies, they're going through the rap sheet of each character that Rocket has written and it gets to Star-Lord and it just goes, Star-Lord. And then there's just a long, awkward <laughs> silence. And Star-Lord says, and it is just that all abs- you wrote? And I think Rocket whispers, and there was a character limit. <laughs> it's so that was yeah. really good it sets the tone for the rest of the game just in such a great way um, gamora deadliest yeah, woman if I in was... the galaxy drax the destroyer katathian warrior star lord just excellent <laughs> that is that's my kind of humor i absolutely loved it um but yeah i suppose if i was to pick a moment it would be uh, Star-Lord's conversation with Corel once she's she's dead and gone, but she's living on in the Soul Stone. And she's explaining both to him why he needs to let go, but also explaining Nikki's situation. It just, it was such a vulnerable moment from a character that always has something wisecracking to say that I just, yeah, it really resonated with me. But if genuinely I'm to pick my favorite part of the game, it would be the just the cringiest, most uncomfortable moment of lipless oh. in the bar on nowhere and having to <laughs> off the cuff pick lyrics to a song that you don't know without any music playing. And Bianca's looking perplexed I, because she, she pot- probably potentially may have I missed it. I completely missed him the first exactly. time. Okay, so hands up, people who met Lipless in the bar. What? There we go. Oh, oh it's just actually, me. it's worth playing again at <laughs> least to that the point. Beautiful, to the beautiful thing is when you finish the game, even before you go to New Game Plus, there is a chapter select mode and you can go straight there and you can do it almost immediately. 
And oh. basically all that happens is yeah, when yeah. you I see will. Groot and Rocket hanging out in the bar without you, just walk straight in. Yeah. A yep. whole oh. section that you could miss happens, and not only that, but it also lets you go into the collector's museum for free. You so could have paid, paid your fine. You fine. Ah, oh, <laughs> there it is. But yeah, it is. It is just like you. You'd be looking through your your fingers. It is so uncomfortable, is. but in just the best way. It's so stupid. So you should absolutely go and go and give it a give it my a. My favorite thing about Lipless is that my brother was visiting and he hasn't seen modern video games in a long time. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Come check it out. And then I walked straight into the bar and he had to watch that entire section. And he was just aghast. He hasn't played things seriously since the PS3. And he's like, this is what games are now? I'm like, no. You've had so many years to get it right. <laughs> oh, what a good note. Uh, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, those are our thoughts on... Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Clearly, we all had an absolute baller of a time with it. Love it it or hate Uh, it, I guarantee you will not forget it. Yeah, comfortably, I think we could all say that it would be a recommendable title, whether you're a Marvel fan or not. If you're into action games, play it. If you are a Marvel fan, play it. If you like good writing, play it. It's a real good time. Uh, If you did want to read through my review... You can do so at www.well-play.com.au. Zach, it's not that hard. I got it first try. Uh, Oof. But, but with that... I see young kids. That was, <laughs> that was our spoiler cast for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.